how many of you have you felt identified with some of the moments that I just showed you? Raise your hands. Don't be shy. The truth is that 100% of this room, all of you, all of us, I will include myself, have gone through some of these mom moments or similar moments in their lives. Technologies have absolutely disrupted the way we interact with each other and even the way we interact this, uh, with brands. Actually, the other day I was sitting with a very good friend of mine and we were trying to reflect how those technologies have impacted absolutely our daily life. We wake up in the morning and we don't listen to the radio anymore. We probably uh, go to Spotify to listen to our favorite artists, our favorite music. I don't, I don't remember when it was the last time that I went to the cinema because we have Netflix, HBO, these kind of platforms that allows us as well to enjoy of our favorite series, our favorite movies from the comfort of our sofa. In fact, I don't remember either when it was the last time that I took a cab because we have these platforms like Uber that help us not just to reach our destination but also to personalize and customize the experience we want to have as customers. And the other day I was walking down the street and actually I felt like if I was seeing a unicorn, I saw a travel agency. Because believe it or not, travel agencies still exist. Even though we have platforms like this that allows us to customize, again, the customer experience we want to have. And once we chose our destination, probably we go to this awesome platform, again, to select the uh, kind of accommodation that we want to stay in. And I imagine that you don't know this one, but uh, as I told you at the beginning, even the way we interact with each other has changed because of technology. And this reminds me when I was a little child and my mom came to my room and knocked on the door and told me, Adolfo, switch off the internet because I cannot connect from the landline. Do you remember that horrible sound of the router still hammering in my head? The truth is that today we don't connect. Today we live connected. And this is something that we take for granted, but just half of the population have access to internet, and within the next three years, the whole world, or almost the whole world, will have access to internet. And this is in the consumer side, but let's put ourselves now in the company side. If we think about it, the world's biggest transportation company owns no fleet, Uber. The largest accommodation provider has no real estate, Airbnb and the world's most valuable uh, retailer has no stock. And I don't know how you feel, but I feel, sometimes I feel uncomfortable. I feel this kind of anxiety. I feel like I was drowning down the sea. Because let me share a story with you. A story about change. A couple of weeks ago, I was in San Francisco, and I was uh, visiting a friend, a friend of mine, and we were having dinner when these two-year-old children arrived home. Twins, six-year-old children. And we saw like one of them was extremely worried. He had a funny face. So his father realized and he decided to go upstairs to talk with him. And he actually asked him what's, what was going on. The, ch the children told him that the next day at a school, they were about to change the bus stop a new bus stop that he didn't know where was it. And you might laugh. I mean, it's not a big deal, isn't it? But if you put yourself in the shoes of the children to go through all that crowd and try to find out where the new bus stop is, that's very complicated. So his father very cleverly taught him, close your eyes, we are going to visualize how to reach the new bus stop. So the children started to think about it and 
started to say, okay, I'm gonna go right, I'm gonna go left. And the midway, in, in, in the meanwhile, halfway, I'm gonna find the class of my brother. So his father said, okay, if something goes wrong, you just have to grab your brother's hand and go to the new bus stop. His brother was not nervous because he could see the new bus stop from his class. So his father came downstairs and told me, Adolfo, I have a very good learning for you. People are not scared of change. People are afraid of uncertainty and the unknown. And I'd like to talk today about this uncertainty and this unknown, and how from Google we actually help startups to find the new bus stop or the new territories they plan to enter in. I usually say one thing. It's never too early to think about entering a new market. It's never too early to think about going international. But when the moment comes, you have to start thinking how to start. Where do you start? So we went, out, we went out there to the market and we actually asked our SMBs, our startups, which are the main hurdles you face when you enter in international markets? Which are the main problems you have when you decide to go global? And what they told us is that 60% of them told us that they need more support understanding actual, the, the, the actual markets that they want to get in. Out of those, 68% actually told us that they need support in building, building operations. So we said, okay, fair enough, we can help you also building operations. So being the second step that we propose, build operations. But when we talk about operations, I mean, a lot of topics come to my mind. We can talk about localization, we can talk about marketing, we can talk about international growth, finance, a lot of topics. So we decided to partner with our startups, partner with our SMBs and actually ask them, which are the main operational hurdles you have when you enter new markets. And they very cleverly identify four. Four main hurdles they face when they enter new markets. Localization, so how to customize the user experience and how to customize and how to interact with the right audience talking the same language. So if we put ourselves in the shoes of a user, you feel more comfortable when you interact with content that is in your own language. In fact, 72% of consumers spend most of their time on websites in their own language. So we can help you with that. They identify global payments. Stripe was one of our partners. CEO was, uh, was here before, talking about how they actually help SMBs to go global. And they were totally right. This is a massive hurdle. This is a massive problem that SMBs and uh, startups have when entering new markets. In fact, 67% of online shoppers abandon cards because a site does not support local payment methods. They identify international logistics. Because if you think about it, 38% actually recognize that would never shop with an online merchant again following a negative delivery experience. And last but not least, and this is probably one of the areas where we see like a bigger impact of technology customer care. Because according to Gartner, by 2020, 85% of all the interactions we are going to have in this particular segment is going to be or are going to be run without a human. So we said, okay, 
We have the hurdles, we identify the markets that we want to get in, we identify how we are gonna build our operations. Now it's time to scale, and now it's time to reach to our customers. But let's be honest. It was Larry who said, Larry Page who said once, there is no substitute for personally watching and listening to real people. And it's true, but it's very complicated. And I think that we all kind of agree that consumers are like icebergs. We are like icebergs. You can identify 5% of them, what you see at the first sight, but if you really want to understand a little bit deeper this person, I introduce you to Peter, this is Peter. We have to go one step beyond. So if we see Peter at the first sight, we can understand that Peter is a male around his 30s that lives in Amsterdam and has a salary of 150K. I think that we are all very proud of Peter, don't we? If we go one step beyond and we try to go much more in depth and understand who Peter actually is, what we are gonna see is that Peter is actually a person that is frequently looking for prices of motorbikes. He doesn't, he, he, he really cares about his skincare and Last but not least, he watches videos of Bruce Springsteen on YouTube. And this is relevant information for marketers. So once we scale and once we enter in new markets, we really have to understand the 95%. But let's be honest here. Demographic information is almost useless. And it's not me who said that, but Todd Yelling, who is the vice president of product of Netflix. Actually, he said, demographic information is almost useless. There are 19-year-old girls watching Dance Moms and 73-year-old women addicted to Breaking Bad and Avengers. So, with all this situation, do you really think that do we need a new expansion model? Do we really need a new marketing to enter in new markets? Raise your hands, the ones in favor. Raise your hands once against it. <laughs> okay. We don't enter in new markets. We are going to focus just on domestic. The truth is that there is not a right or wrong answer. Probably that's why you didn't answer. There is not a right or wrong answer. The truth is that what we have today is a much sharper set of knives. We can leverage on technology in order to reduce that uncertainty and the unknown we have before entering in those markets. And it was Wendy Clark, the senior VP of Coca-Cola, who said, today's tool set is actually a much sharp, sharper set of knives. So we decided to use this tool. We decided to use technology in order to decrease, uh, to decrease that uncertainty we have or companies have when entering new markets. And a couple of years ago, we started to work in this project. Market Finder. This is the face of all the strategic effort that we are putting behind at Google to help small and medium business and companies to go global. So we launched this platform. It's a plat platform where you enter there, you type your website, you give a little bit of context about your product, your service, and it's gonna help you in the three main steps that we just saw. Plan, build, and scale. And I'm gonna do a very quick demo of how it works. Very simple. 
you enter there, and actually, as I told you, you introduce your URL, you introduce the category that your company is operating, your industry, and it's gonna help you to plan. It's gonna help you identify the markets you have to prioritize according to the demand. So basically, which are the countries that people is really interested in your product. It's gonna help you as well to identify the macroeconomic data, how easy it is to do business in those markets, and it's gonna help you as well to help you craft the economic profile of those users. Actually, how to reach that 95% that we don't see at the first sight. But we are gonna go much more in depth. We are gonna understand the consumer behavior. We are gonna understand the purchase behavior that the consumers have. So we are gonna gather all the data and we are gonna provide you with that. Because if you remember, 60% of the SMBs told us that they wanted this. So we started to help them identify the, that, uh, that data, that opportunity, where the opportunity lies. We are gonna help them to build. And we are gonna give them data around localization, payments, customer care, logistics, talent recruitment, tax and legal, the real problems they have when they plan to go international. In fact, I brought a couple of examples, the kind of data that we can provide you with. In terms of localization, we can help you to identify the languages that are talking in that particular market. For instance, if you plan to enter in the States, and you are a British company, probably you have to translate and localize your content even to reach out to the American audience. And probably if you want to reach out to everybody on the States, you have to think about localizing as well your content in Portuguese or localizing your content in Spanish, just to make sure that you reach uh, the right audience and all the population. Payments, this is a tricky one. Imagine that you want to enter in Japan. I don't have a clue how to enter in Japan without data, and that's uncertainty, that, that's unknown. So basically what the platform does is to gather all the information and provide you, not just with the providers, but also with the consumer behavior, which kind of payment methods the Japanese use. So once we have the plan, the bill, it's time to scale. And it's in a scale, we do the same approach. So we offer information around global marketing, business performance, search advertising, display advertising, video advertising, app advertising. Everything in one platform. Plan, build, and scale. And again, we can go much more in depth in each of the single countries in order to provide you with that data and reduce that uncertainty. I'd like to share with you, before I finish, a case study. And I really like this case study because of one particular reason. It really demonstrates that you don't need to be a technology-based company in order to leverage on technology. This company was able to go from bankruptcy to be present in more than 10 different countries across Europe with their own e-commerce platforms. So before uh, finishing, I would like to share a very uh, brief video with you. My name is Peter Nedeliak, and I'm founder of Ultraplast. We produce goods from plastic. We are a little family-owned company, maybe 30 people, most of them relative. 
in 2008, in that time we worked directly for automotive industry. Then was a big crisis. We really was near bankruptcy and uh, we must find some new business within one, two months. For that we start with this product, a roof box. We prepare our first e-shop and set up Google AdWords. Within two, three weeks we sell the first boxes and it was more and more. We realize if it's working in Slovakia, maybe it will be working in Czech Republic. And then Germany and in France and Italy. Google tools help us very much when we investigate this market and organize transport, payment, localization. Within two, three years, we have 10 e-shops in 10 countries and our revenue is growing more than 50% every year. We have a really big market and for that we develop a new product, the best wheelbarrow on the world and our best roof box on the world and still directly from producer to customer. They were able to reach a 95%, that 95% of the audience and reach a more connected customer, more powerful, more knowledgeable, busier, way busier than 10 years ago. And above all, with great expectations. And do you know what they did in order to fulfill those great expectations? They plan, they basically identify where the opportunity actually lies. They build, they build their operations and they customize them with the markets or to the markets they wanted to get in. And last but not least, they scaled. They were able to reach that 95% that we don't see at the first sight. From here, the only thing that I can do is to invite you that together we keep thinking global, but never forget to act local. Thank you.